Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Thank God for Jesus. Tell somebody, thank God for Jesus. Thank God for salvation. Hallelujah. Do you sense it when it's going to be deep? Do you sense it when it's going to be a good day? It's wonderful tonight. Praise the Lord Jesus. Genesis chapter 1. I want to read a very, very famous verse that I believe many of you can quote off your head. But tonight we want to transition that from head into spirit. The Bible says in Genesis 1 verses 26. Very, very, very profound. Very profound. Now, because, of course, many of us read it, we know it, we hear it, we think, yeah, yeah, we get it. But um, some, the Bible says in the 26th verse, he said, let us make Rebecca grace in our image after our likeness. In our image after our likeness. And let them have, you people, men, have dominion over the fish. Are you hearing me? Of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Every creeping thing. And the next verse says, and God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he male and female, created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish, over the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth, Upon the earth. Somebody say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. This is Genesis, right? Of course, from that day, something happened. You remember very well that Adam and Eve were in the garden, and a serpent comes, and then he beguiles them through his subtlety, and then he tempts them into eating the forbidden fruit. You see? Oh, it's able to make you wise. You shall not eat it. Da, 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 da. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleased under the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also her husband with her. And he did eat. That's why I'm always telling people Adam was not away like they show in the movies. The Bible says she gave her husband with her. The one who was with her. That means all along Superstar was just watching like this. You understand what I'm saying? 
No, that's what the Bible says. Read it. And did eat and gave also her husband with her. The Bible didn't say that her husband came. And then she said, honey, this, this, this is nice. No, she gave her husband with her. That means all along, at least Eve could speak. But Adam was just, in the name of come. Men say, thank you, Lord. When I find Adam, I'll ask him, what were you thinking? Because the Bible says later in the New Testament, the woman was deceived and not the man. So if you weren't deceived, what were you doing? Huh? Anyway, to be continued in, in another forum. Praise God. But you all know that. And then man was separated from uh, a certain glory. We all know that. General. Now, the scriptures tell us he was banished out of the garden and then death came. And death reigned from that day on, from the day of Adam, when the man fell from glory. Praise God. And death consumed men. Men started to die. Children started to die. Disease started afflicting people. Poverty started hitting people. Turmoil, turmoil, whatever it is. And every disease in the world started attacking people. Because of what Adam did to us. In fact, the message Bible says of what Adam landed us into. Romans 5.12. He says Adam landed us in that dilemma, you know. So man from that day, consequentially, became a normal fellow who was subject to every creeping thing, to, to I mean, things that were creeping, which were supposed to be subject to man. They, they, they started and now to subdue and kill man. If you think about it, eh? somebody says, for example, when Adam and Eve in the garden were walking naked and, st and nothing with them, right? How come a snake, for example, could not harm them? I'll tell you why a snake could not harm them. Because the glory of man was above poison. He was above snake poison. Are you following what I'm saying? There was no mystery to it. There was nothing set against the life of man to destroy him. Because from the mind of creation, everything was subdued under that man. Creeping things, fowls of the air, things in the sea, every beast of the world, everything under the earth was subject to the man. It would not harm its master. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why, of course, lions would bypass him. But when a lion bypassed Adam, it, it respected the anointing on his life. It was an anointing issue. Are you following me? And then man falls. But because man fell, the vision, the revelation, the experience, the idea did not leave man's soul. These are things men of old meditated over. And I'm beginning from there now. The psalmist goes in 8 verses 3. Psalms chapter 8 verses 3. Now, listen to how the psalmist meditates this thing. Yes, man was fallen. You understand? But he says, when I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon, listen, the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of? Now, listen. When many people read that, those two verses, they think 
God is supposed to be mindful of the stars and the moon and not man. So they think as though David is asking himself, how come you leave the sun and the moon and then you come and mind little poor man, beggarly, indifferent man? That's not what that scripture says. Some people think, if when I look at the stars and then I look at the moon and the sun, who is man? Because they compare themselves with the moon. They compare themselves with the stars. They compare themselves with the sun. But read on. He says, when I consider, now listen, listen to the language. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy hands, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained. Now, you see, he's continuing. Right? He says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Ah, and underline that part. And the son of man that thou visitest him. And the next verse says, for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Uh-huh. Thou hast made him to have dominion over the works of thy hand. Wait, what was the beginning? Wait, wait, go back, go back to verse 3. Verse 3 says, when I consider the heavens and the work of thy fingers, the moon, the stars, the sun which you've ordained. Now, he comes back to say, look, this is what I'm asking myself of. That you even put the sun subject to man. That you put the moon subject to man. That you put the stars subject to man. Every work of your hand is subject to man. That's what amuses the psalmist. Not because he's bigger than it. Oh, it's bigger than him. No, but because God gave him the sun. He gave him the moon. Every work of the hand of God is subject to you. Oh, oh, so the psalmist is asking, who is man that thou art mindful of? That you make this guy in a way where things subdue to him and these things are subject. Yes, the sun is so bright, but a man can close it. A man can pause it. A man can pull it two degrees back. The stars are high in the sky, but a man can change their constellation, even frustrate the mind of science. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, the moon is amazing. It's true. Men try to go there. Yes, but there's something inside you that can even bring the moon before. It, why? Before it's time. Who is man? He says that thou art mindful of. As in, how much mind did you apply in making Apostle Grace? You can put your name. Praise the Lord Jesus. That's his meditation. Now, it was an exciting experience to ponder, to think, to meditate upon. But many people did not see the responsibility and depth of it. And that's what we want to touch tonight. Oh, well, you have dominion. We have everything. I believe it. I confess it. It's my life. But, but many of you don't know the responsibility and the depth of this statement. So in Hebrews, and I want us to read 10 verses. I need to show you how serious this is. Hebrews chapter 2. In Hebrews chapter 2, he says, verses 1. He says, therefore, this is, this is Paul, right? Therefore, we ought to give the more honest heed to the things which have heard, lest at any time we should let them sleep. For if the word that was spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received the just recompense of reward, how shall we, how, he's asking, how shall we escape 
if we neglect so great salvation. He called it great salvation. He called it great salvation. That means that the life of being saved, being born of God, is a great thing to have. Hallelujah. It is a blessed opportunity. There is nothing as beautiful as being born again. There is nothing as beautiful as having salvation in your spirit and having Jesus as your Lord and Savior. There is nothing as beautiful. Oh! So he says, how shall we escape if we neglect? So he's saying that a man can set himself against truth and neglect the blessing of salvation. And I'm going to touch that. And neglect, this is neglecting. He says, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that had him. And the next verse says, God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. He's asking, for unto the angels, oh, hath he not put into subjection the worlds to come? When he saw the worlds to come, the cosmos, the ethnos, whatever you want to call it. He didn't look at the angels and tell him, ah, 2018 is yours. 20, no, no, no. He looked at you and I and he said, the future belongs to you. 20 years is yours. I have subjected. Now, what does that mean? It means that 2019 is coming, but it is coming submitted. Look at those religious people. 2020 is under my feet. Hallelujah. 2025 is under my feet. 2040 is under my feet. 2050 is under my feet. 2060 is under my feet. He says it's not unto the angels. That is submitted the world to come. How can we neglect this? Such great salvation. That is why Paul is trying to ask. Some of you enter the air like this. This year, honorary, you don't even say only. You say honorary God knows. Honorary. We never know. You can fall sick. You can die. You can suffer. Things can go contrary to your expectation. So you have to walk this year. God, we, don't, we are something. No, no. No, 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 no. Nay! You don't enter the year like that. Hallelujah. You enter it like you're directing it where it's supposed to go. 2018, this is what we expect. 2019, this is, and then say, yes, madam. Mm, mm. Where do I put it? Up there. Okay. How? Ah, oh, okay. Okay. Anything else? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He says he subjected the worlds to come to you and I. That is so big. That is why you wake up happy. Because the day is subject to you. You're not subject to it. No! No! You understand? Oh, I can just die. No, no, no. The people just die abruptly. You don't die abruptly. This is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice. It's a choice. Every morning I order my day. Every morning I order my day. You're going to be beautiful to me. You're, do you remember when he was talking to his disciples? When he tells them do not worry about what you eat or drink? Huh? Do you realize the next line says, and tomorrow has its own to worry. That means... Tomorrow is worried at what you're going to eat. What is Paul going to eat? Oh, 
I think, yeah, yeah, you see, what, uh, the fuel for his car, the school fees for his children. Tomorrow shall, it, 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 it has its own to worry. It shall take thought for the things of itself. You might wake up tomorrow and you don't have food. Mama, not Rebecca Grace. Put your name. He says, I was once young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Neither their seed begging bread. You can't beg bread. You can't lack. Tell your neighbor, ah, no, I cannot lack. I cannot lack any good thing. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. Now, you sleep worrying when tomorrow is also worried. And you confuse the cosmos. One of you has to sleep. Hallelujah. And the Bible says he giveth sleep to those he loves. Wonderful. By the way, I have, a, I have, a, I have something to repent over. In my senior six, I remember I was passing the, it was, it was at night, it was about uh, 10 p.m. And then guys were reading, some guys were reading up to 3 a.m. And then I found them reading. And I told them, you guys, does God love you? <laughs> then I told them, I've gone to sleep. And they told me, why have you gone to sleep? I said, you read Psalm 127. Now I've remembered it. I got the scripture and put it out of context. What was wrong with me? But he giveth his beloved sleep. So don't blame me if I oversleep. Some of you, you're dealing with the spirit. God forgive me. <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. So, this is how God has designed tomorrow. To worry for your needs. To break itself for your need. To provide for your need. To avail your vision. Are you hearing me? To make sure that everything is going to be okay. All the fun you're going to have tomorrow. It is already planning. It is subject to you. So if you have a bad day, guess what? You planned it. Time, I didn't plan it. No, no, let me show you how you do. Let me show you how you do. Many of you, when you enter your day, how many of you know every day is a get of the spirit? Every day is a get of the spirit, right? And of course, there are some people who think that by waking up at midnight, that's the only way you can seize your day. Or some even do the 3 a.m. hour. Where they say that's where the demons move at night. That is the time every spirit in the world comes. No, no. Your day is not midnight. Your day is when you wake up. <laughs> We're in different time zones, aren't we? Praise God. Hallelujah. When you come from rest, that's the beginning of your day. When you come from rest, that's the beginning of your day. Hallelujah. That means your day can even begin now. When you come from rest, hallelujah, somebody. When you, you can even choose right now and say now, eh? and then just create something. And then it takes place in the next 24 hours. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, 
when he says that it was unto you that he submitted or subjected the world to come, it means there is nothing coming in your life in the future. Listen to this statement. That isn't submitted to your jurisdiction. That is not submit, submitted to your mind. For as a man thinketh, so he is. If you think that you're going to have bad days, you've created them. We shall bury you quicker than your time. Everything is subject to you. Every next minute, even the next minute right now that has just happened, even the one that is going to happen in the next 10 seconds, it is subject to you. But you can choose how you want it to serve you. If you want it to serve you calamity, it will give you calamity. If you want it to serve you pain and disease, you'll get sick. If you want it to serve you with joy and happiness, it's your choice. You know, we were raised under Christianity, and I know many of us can agree with this, that we were so deceived about how salvation is supposed to be. Because the first statements you had was, salvation is not easy. You know? Then you get your pen. Salvation is not easy. Then you borrow the lines the preacher put on the pulpit without revelation. You're also with, with somebody and you also need to throw the lines to show that, hey, I've been around the circles of self. You know what, darling, salvation is not easy. Where are you getting it from? You're getting it from a guy of a pulpit. Where is he getting it from? He's also getting it from his head. We were raised with preachers who used to advise us and encourage us on how we shall survive. We are not survivors. Don't ever sing that you're a survivor. No. No. You have dominion over the earth. You're not a survivor on earth. God has not created man to survive on earth. You see, it's a general fact, and all of you know, that every seed requires a body. And nothing without a body can exercise dominion on earth. Do you know that? Even God. He needs a body to work with. Every spirit longs for a body. When he entered the Christ, in John chapter 5, verses 26, he says, for as the Father, him, as the Father has life in himself, this is Jesus speaking, he says, for as the Father has life in himself, so has he given to the Son to have life in himself, right? And I love the way the next verse says it. And has given him, listen, authority to execute judgment also because he is a son of man, not a son of God. You see that? Yes, he has life within him. But he carries not the authority to execute that life until he comes in the body as a son of man. Did you understand what I just said? Yes, he is a son of God, but it's not enough for him to be a son of God. Are you hearing me? He has to come in the likeness of man, in the fashion of man, in the form of a servant, and dwell among them to have the effect that he must have. Otherwise, authority and judgment cannot be manifested. Even right now, God is working through you and I because we are the body of Christ. Are you hearing me? Without us, there is no church. Without us, there is no body. There is no body. There is only the head, not the body. Now imagine something with a body, with a head without a body. 
You understand what I'm saying? That's why he says the son of man has, because he's the son of man, you have given him power to execute judgment. Because he comes in the flesh, he can execute judgment on earth. Even the Christ needed a human body. Eh? Mwah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Even the Christ needed a what? A body. To execute judgment on us. Some of you, you want to leave the body. Wait. Wait. First do what the Lord has called you to do. Somebody shout hallelujah. First do what the Lord has called you to do and accomplish it. Are you hearing me? So, when we come on the face of the earth, when you arrive on earth the day you were born, things literally handed themselves and submitted themselves to you. You understand what I'm saying? But because of the indifference of the Adamic nature, there are certain things that could not connect to this blessedness. And that is why God sends Christ. Because when it comes to purchase your ultimate salvation, some people think that salvation is going to heaven only. No. It is the restoration of the true divine order of man. Somebody say amen. It is the most complete affirmation of celestial revelation. That is the things we don't see. The deepest revelation of salvation. Somebody used to say, oh, me even if I'm just a gatekeeper in heaven, it shall be enough. I said, look at this guy. He's leaving this earth just to go and be a gatekeeper like Bukuku. Then I bypass him and tell him, hey, how are you doing? You're good? Yeah, you're good. Just keep the gate. You understand? And then I go and sit with Apostle Paul. Some people have a problem. Hallelujah, somebody. Uh-uh, I'm not a good keeper. Uh-uh, how will you know? Listen, let's not even argue over that. He, you, how do you know? No, let's not even argue over that. You, if you know, you know. Praise God, hallelujah. That is why when Jesus comes and then sheds his blood, ooh, that's why Easter is celebrated. The death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior is deeper than just eating meat and chicken. No. It is the understanding that man was restored to true dominion over the earth. What a beautiful revelation. Hallelujah. That is why when we get to the gospel in Mark 16, 15. Listen to the language. He says, you shall preach this gospel to every creature. He didn't say to men. This gospel is not subject to men. It is it's subject to every creature. The Greek word there is ktitis. That means things made, things created, ordinances, laws in the world. Anything physical you can see can listen to the gospel. You didn't just get what I just said. He says you shall preach this it says, go ye in the world and preach this gospel unto every creature, every titus, every ordinance. You know what ordinances are? Meaning every law. Gravity is one of them. You understand what I'm saying? Kinetic. All of those. He says, law. Every ordinance of man can be subject to the gospel. Do you know what people do? They go in the world and preach the gospel only to people. 
<laughs> they only preach to people. No. Don't preach to people. Speak to your car. Speak to your shoe. Speak to your... If you're a farmer and you're an, agric or an agriculturalist, you go to your ground and tell it, submit to me. I know you're dry and you are stony, but I declare and I declare that I'm going to plant the most fertile thing in the world and you're going to have to bring forth. That is what they call preaching the gospel. When you entered your university the first day you entered it, you are supposed to tell it, Makere, here I come, the most anointed, the most dangerous, the most uplifted, most consecrated, set apart, consummated. That is how you enter marriage. Hallelujah. You don't just enter like God. I don't know whether my marriage will work. No, no, no. You say, marriage, here I come. The day we started Fanero, we told it, aha, seke prakate, sabarako. You enter it excited because you order your ministry. Hallelujah, somebody. You enter business excited. Oh, you're going to make me a lot of money. I'm going to build the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I'll feed the orphans and the widows. That is called preaching. In fact, the Greek word for preaching is taming. That means that these things are wild, but you're the only one with the grace and the anointing to put them in order. Somebody shout hallelujah. If you tame a dog and you tell it, shh, shh, come, what does it do? That's exactly. You say, manage. Look at that guy right there. He's a prosperity preacher. No. I ain't a prosperity preacher. I ain't a prosperity preacher. I can't be a prosperity preacher. I'm a life preacher. Are you hearing me? It's only the delusion that people think that every rich man is he's fallen, not going to hell. Then Abraham should have gone quick and Moses and Solomon. Somebody shout hallelujah. When you understand this thing, Jobs, look at me. Look at me. Prakata, leko, jiba. Tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. You make an appointment with your next deal. Before they even call you for the deal. You make an appointment for your next deal. Before they call you. Before they call you. Before they call you. I told people the first job, my first job. The Spirit of God told me, just walk out. Ordain something. And I just walked out. And I slept. That's why the woman said, hey, you're working, come for a job. I didn't need to. You understand what I'm saying? Some, you have to get to a point where everything is working together for good. Somebody shout hallelujah. I already have an appointment with my next 10 years. We have already talked. young people who are still in campus fix your marriages now don't wait to get there and then you struggle no fix it now speak how it has to be God ordained divine speak everything right now 
Those of you who are planning to be ministers of the gospel. Don't wait for it to start. No. Start talking to it right now. Hallelujah. Because the worlds to come are submitted to you. The future is submitted to you. It is waiting for the words that you're going to speak to it and tell it, you know, this is what I expect. I cannot fail. I cannot fail. I cannot fail. Listen, maybe the things have failed to go through the way you want them. Whatever. Tomorrow is still yours. Next week is still yours. The future. That is why I feel, you know, and I'm sorry I'm going to say this. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry I'm going to say this. I'm so sorry I'm going to say this. That is why I feel sorry for people who, who are trying to know or find out what they already suppo are supposed to know and have. Listen, the future is not supposed to be a mystery. The future is part of the things God has given you as the ultimate inheritance. The future belongs to you. Some, this is too much for some of you to understand. Let me explain it a little bit here. He says, whether Apollos, whether Paul, whether things present, all things to come, all are yours. What does that mean? The future is yours. 2020 is yours. Then you come to Apostle Grace to tell you what 2020 is going to be for you. It's yours. You create what you want in 2020. You don't get it. He says you have a sure word of prophecy to which you do good to hit to like a light that shined in darkness until the day is star and the day... Oh! You understand? You, you have the word of God. Okay. Prophecy is a confirmation. Now, some of you say, you're against prophecy. No, I'm not against prophecy. I prophesy. You understand what I'm saying? I speak into people's lives, but as a confirmation of the affirmed truth, this word is more eternal than my prophetic word. Even if I don't tell you, the word tells you. Then somebody comes to you and tells you, Apostle Grace, what do you see in my next five years? What have you created? Now, some of you people are directing your next five years. Oh, whatever they say it came to pass because they're directing. No, you direct your next five years. Hallelujah. Whatever you bind on the earth, it shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on the earth, it shall be losing in heaven. Prophesy upon your life. If I bypassed you, you just get your hand and say, Apostle, go. Jesus, Karabazo, Sharababa, Sukopotolobo. The future is yours. Choose how you want it. Do you want it? Hard or soft? Thick or well done? How do you want it? Do you want it with milk or black? Sugar or without you? So, 
Listen, then some say, Apostle, I think you're confusing something here. Say, what do you mean? The sovereignty of God. Divine appointment. You're telling me that I can divide my future. Yet there's a sovereignty of God. What if God didn't want me to go that direction? Right? Listen. God, listen. Two things. One, God cannot place in your spirit a desire contrary to your destiny. Wait. And then somebody says, no, 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 no. no. But people every day desire other things. Yes, there are people like that. You're not among them. You're not among them. You're born of an incorruptible seed. You have to believe that you're not among them. You have to believe that you're not among them. If you want to believe, again, as a man thinketh, so he is. Are you hearing me? Number two. You can't hand over a man, a future to a man, and then tell him whatsoever you ask. And then you leave it in the Bible, and you think I'll spare it, and then bypass it, and preach what you want me to hear. No, 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 no. He knew me, that when I look at those kinds of scriptures, I cannot keep quiet. Whatsoever you ask when you pray, believe that you have received it, and you shall have that which whatsoever, whosoever shall speak to this mountain and tell it, be thou removed from here, be thrown here in the place, and it shall be done. Nothing shall be impossible with him. And you think, I was just going to bypass those scriptures and get into your silence instead of kumbaya, my Lord, kumbaya. No, he, I don't call him. He's in me. Hallelujah. In him I live and move and have my own being. He came already. Those are slave songs. When they were taken by the, their masters and then thrown into uh, fields to work and then they feel so abandoned and then they feel like they're, they're like without a God and then they start saying Kumbaya, it's come by here by the way, some of you call it Kumbaya <laughs> tell somebody I'm not a slave I'm a son of the most high come to me Lord, no He's inside. This is love made perfect. That we might have confidence on that day. For as he is, so are we in this world. Greater is he which is in you than he that is in the world. I am not saying it's wrong to prophesy on my life. If the Lord gives you a word, bring it. But it surely shall be a confirmation of what is already affirmed in scripture. I receive prophecies. People speak, I even kneel down and they pray for me. But as confirmations of what is already affirmed in scripture. When a man starts prophesying and I see that it's not in line with the word, I stand up and say, stop. <laughs> stop. Because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. You know, I see you're going to get a, you're going to, you're going to get broken legs. Your hands are going to break. The Lord shows me that even if your hands break, you'll be okay. Listen, that one is for those Mustafas. No. He says, none of his bones shall be broken. I claim the scripture. A young lady 
dreamt when she was putting on a gown. And our hubby left her in the, when she was under, in the wedding. Listen, many women have dreamt those things. She went to a man of God. And this man of God tells her, he's a prophet. Mbu, you're going to die in three years. She died. Because when they gave her the prophecy, she started preparing for her death. In two years, she had gotten cancer. In the third year, she had died. And she thinks that the prophetic word of God is what took her life. No. She received the seed of word that is not contrary to the word. He said, with long life, I will satisfy you. He said, you'll go to your grave full of age like a stalk of wheat in each season. She accepted it, took it. Next thing we know, third year, I saw that woman before she died. I tried to pray in my spirit. I could feel there was something contrary. I told the girl who came with her, I told her, look, I don't know why somebody, there's a seed in this woman that is not right. Oh no, somebody prophesied on her death. So she also prepared herself to die. But because somebody spoke, no. Speak only according to the word of God. The moment you got the other course, I say, I thank you. Then I'll just go in the back end and say, I cancel. I cancel. Praise God. You have the word. Tell anybody you have the word. Tell somebody I got the word. And the word of God is sure. It is true. It is eternal. It is respecter of no persons. It is spirit. And it is life. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Speak on your life. It says that when a prophet or anybody else comes and tells you, they are confirming what is already affirmed in your spirit. It's okay, by the way. Prophecy is allowed. It is godly. It is divine. It's part of the fivefold ministry. Praise God. Praise God. It's like if I don't teach you, even if I don't teach you, go to your Bible and open it. Psalms 8 3 is there. You understand what I'm saying? Whether I tell you or not, you have the Holy Ghost. Bananga, we are not your gods. Me, I tell people I didn't die for your sins. Ah, I didn't. I did not. But without you, I can't live. You're going to die for nothing. I can't live without you, man of God. Eh? Can't live without me. Somebody shout hallelujah. You have Jesus in your spirit. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He says, I will be with you all the days, all the way to the end. I'm with you all to the end. He's with us, Emmanuel. God with us. So, he says that you're going to have to preach this gospel to every creature. Don't wait for the weather to determine your garden. No. Go to the garden, tell it exactly what you want. And wait for it to perform. If it doesn't, you punish it. No, that's what Mark 16 says. No, no. The, the next verse. The next verse says, And he that believeth is baptized and shall be saved. But he that believeth not, they shall be damned. Everything you preach to and it refuses to respond, you damn it. 
Jesus walked to a fig tree. You remember? And the Bible says it was not its time to produce figs. It wasn't its time. Now, honestly, yes. Why would you want to disturb a tree of whose season is not? The Bible says, seeing a fig tree afar having leaves, he came if happily he might find anything thereof. And when he came to eat, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of figs was not yet. Now, natural justice, it's not time. And the Bible says, Jesus answered. The Bible says answered. He didn't just say. No, it was communicating to him. He came to things knowing they were supposed to submit and subject themselves to him. Whatever you turn to must provide. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. Whatever you turn to, even if you wake up tomorrow and say, I'm going to make Kabbalah Gala, you will become the richest Kabbalah Gala maker on the face of the earth. Even if you say, I'm going to burn and boil cassava, you're going to be the richest cassava maker. You don't need to go in a very expensive office to make a living. Everything you turn to will be a blessing. And another man will do that business and he dies. But for you, the moment you put your hand on it, now I'm prophesying. For others, it will not work. But the moment you touch it, it will work. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, church, church is too difficult. People don't pray. The day you start church, people will pray. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. It's like every time I go for weddings and then I hear people on wedding speeches and please, if you're, you're hearing me here, stop that. People start like this. This thing sickens me to the bone. He says, marriage is not a bed of roses. And I'm like, what do you mean it's not a bed of roses? Because people misunderstand each other, you, you mean to say that, oh, because they're, they're mis- you're, you're, you're meaning to, you're preparing this couple, you're preparing them, they want to tell them you're going to have to go through trouble. You're preparing their brains for turmoil. It is normal. Normal to who? To you or the word of God? No, tell them marriage is a bed of roses. When they reach there and things hit them and they come back to you, tell them, no, that's the beauty. <laughs> All things are working together for good. <laughs> Woo! Praise God. So because certain things are not working, you mean it's bad? No. 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 Some people are growing in the process. You understand what I'm saying? They are massing lessons to teach. Praise God. Good news. Marriage is a bed of roses. <laughs> ah. Me, that's my portion. Why, if you, you have another one, mm-hmm. let it be done to you according to your faith. Praise the Lord Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. That is why we preach to everything. Everything. Guy, we are coming here to preach. We are going to bring the Satan to the front. We are going to go to Sajagwe. To the economy, we are going to go to the Kumbonya Bonya. Oyari Munsi, Asingari Munsi, Mukama Yakuita, Olikama Futa, Wayawuru. I'm sorry. Translate for my. Day. 
Praise God, somebody. Talk to your job. Talk to your marriage. Talk to your business. Tame it. Meaning, bring it in order. That is why anything that pertains you is in your power to fix. The promise is already ordained beforehand. He shall perfect that which concerns me. He shall perfect. He promised. Things might not be in the right bearing. Give it a couple of days, a couple of weeks, depending on how fast you preach. Depending on how serious you are. Hallelujah. Things will start falling in pleasant places. I mean the lines. They'll start falling in pleasant places. Praise the Lord Jesus. Tell somebody the future is mine. And I can do whatever I will it. Because Jesus is with me. Listen, he trusted us so much to tell us that whatsoever we ask. He trusted us with too much to tell us whatsoever. That is too much responsibility for man. That's the thing that is shocking David. Who is man? He can't get it. That's why he says that the foundations of the world are out of course. Why? They know not, neither they understand. He says they know not, neither will they understand. And they walk on in darkness. And all the foundations of the world are out of course. And what does the next verse say? I have said that ye are survivors. Uh -uh. He says I have said that ye are gods. And all of you are children of the most high. The world can't be out of course anymore. If things are out of course, seek knowledge. Seek understanding. Temple think but no 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 no. First know why. First understand how to understand. Understand how to pray. Understand the right way to pray. Hallelujah. With thanksgiving, make your request. He didn't say request and thank. No, with thanksgiving, make your request. Thank you for my job. Thank you for my marriage. Thank you for my business. Thank you for multiplication. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for revelation. That's the right way to pray. Hallelujah. Thanking. Now I've preached. Then somebody comes after service and tells me, Apostles, I have problems. Woo wee. They do not know, neither do they understand. Ye are gods. Tell somebody I'm a God. But remember, it's a small G. Eh? But ye are gods either way. <laughs> Tell somebody I'm a God. How can you come after service and tell me how I... <laughs> Apostle, I need an extra prayer, a special... No. No. Chigwakat, it's going to end now. The moment we start praying, whatever you're believing God for, it ends there. Believe that you have received and you shall have that which you ask. Somebody shout hallelujah. Earthquakes are happening because some people don't have understanding. Fix stuff. Tell your neighbor fix stuff. Tell your neighbor fix stuff. Praise God.
Yes, the economy is bad. We hear, we, but we only hear. Tell your neighbor, but we only hear. I don't care how bad it is. Saints, I have good news for you. You're not subject to the economy of Uganda. The economy of Uganda is subject to you. You're not subject to the circumstances of this world. The circumstances of this world are subject to you. And then you hear somebody and they say, oh, a bacteria is going to kill me. What do you mean? This thing even needs a microscope to be seen. Come on, you'll not die of bacteria. Germs will not kill you. Viruses are not your story. In the mighty name of Jesus. Tell somebody I intend to be healthy. These things are subject to you. Kill it. Kill it. Tell it. Oh. Praise God. You've played with the wrong guy. You don't mess with me, man. You, don't, you have to get to a point where the devil knows. You're that dangerous. You're bad news. Stop just, oh, they say, oh, yeah. Oh, they say, oh, yeah. Oh, they say, oh, yeah. Oh, they've said this, oh, yeah. One time, some guy called me. <laughs> he said, oh, Apostle, asked him, what's wrong? I'm in bed. I'm in bed, man of God. I'm in bed, but, but thank God for my life. I said, what's up? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, not, I've not been feeling well. And then uh, they, they, they gave me bed rest. I told him, get out! Get out of bed! But, but the doctors, listen. We were in hospital one time and one of the best doctors in this country told us and says, can I tell you some pastors? We doctors, only not 2%. I said, wait. Rewind. Pastor Zach, isn't it true? He says, one of the best doctors in the country, he told me, no, we, on, about you, the human body and life, we only not need 2%. And I say, that's what people spend millions on. That's what people put faith into, 2%. <laughs> people put faith in 2%. Get on flights for 2%. They called me the lady who was sick. She went to India. She was live streaming and started throwing up. And then they brought her back. They didn't need to operate. The Lord healed her. In India, I said, now, why did they waste their money? But I understand. I do understand. I do understand. Outgrow it. 2%. That's what people put faith into. This word of God this word of God, when it says by his stripes you were healed, woman you were healed, brother you were healed, I told the guy get out of bed. I told him no, 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 no. Some of you, you wake up and feel pain, a little pain, then you say, give me my pillow. No. Uh-uh. Tell anybody, uh-uh. Nay! 
praise God. All those things are subject to you. How can we fail in this world? How can we survive in this world? How can we be disadvantaged in this world? How can we not be big? How can we not change this world? Listen, we are going to shape this world with the gospel. The sick will heal, the blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will rise, salvation shall come. People will say there is something in Africa called Fanero. He told us, preach this gospel. That's the instruction. Speak what you believe. You wake up in the morning, a pain comes in your throat. Come on, you're joking. Somebody shout hallelujah. But some of you call my mother. No. Call on Jehovah God. Let me tell you. There's nothing that annoys hell like what I'm speaking right now. Because the devil is telling his, his cohorts. He's saying... Man, they've discovered the secret. The devil is a liar. You shall leave. You shall stand. You will increase. You will multiply in every aspect. Somebody said hallelujah. The world can't be any more out of course when we are around. That is why we chase terrorism in Uganda. We chase terrorism in Uganda because we are here. We say for as long as we are here, terrorists are not going to step on this land. We'll kill them with prayer. Are you hearing me? No, 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 no. HIV has to go down. Praise God. Teenage deaths, they have to go down. In the name of Jesus, drugs have to go down. Why? Because I live in Uganda. Poverty has to die. Why? Because I live here. I have dominion. infant mortality that's supposed to be the story of the past we can't live in this land and we're seeing these things oh CG corruption no we are fixing it we we know what to do we don't need to no 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 just go on your knees and say card brosileba shikatalabakoya kinandozila praise god somebody shout hallelujah the economy will change the politics of this nation will change. The social life of this nation will change. Sometime back last year towards the end of the year, they brought me nine guys, nine young men. They were between the ages of 18 to 25. I think the oldest could have been about 30. Nine young men. They found me there and they said, we want Jesus. I first met them there and then I greeted them. Then the guy said, let me bring them to office tomorrow. And then he brought them at the office. Nine guys. And they said, we've been hitting people with uh, um, metallic rods. We've been hitting people on gates when they are getting in. We've been beating people. Simanya, uh, the past year alone, they burnt four of our friends. And these are young men. They kill people for a living. They kill people for a living. And then I asked them, why have you come? He said, no. When we started hearing this word, we said, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
We are better than this. I didn't need to call them out. I didn't need to point a finger on them. When you give men life. We are not the kind who will parade them here and tell them, tell us how many people you killed. No. Because we have a lot to say. We have a lot to do here. We have a lot to share. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. But I realized that even the reason why Uganda is suffering the way it is suffering, yet we are saying we are 80% Christian. This is the reason. This thing we call the gospel. This thing we call the gospel. I was reading the other day, I think, and they say Denmark has what? 57 churches. 57. Is it Denmark or Belgium? One of those two. It's 57 churches. Kinshasa has 10,000. And everything is in Kinshasa. Everything is in Kinshasa. 10,000 churches in the city of Kinshasa alone. Poverty is there. Everything is there. Disease is there. War is there. Everything is there. Corruption is there. In 10,000 churches. And 57 in a nation. A nation? No, 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 no. We have to start reconciling what we believe and the results that come out of the church. That's why I tell my fellow pastors, we should not, we should not criticize leaders. No. We had those guys once in church. They once sat under our feet. How could they have had the gospel and stayed the same men they were? Except if what we were preaching was not the truth. They know the truth. The truth makes them free. For who saw the sun sets free is free indeed. Oh, 80% Christianity. What does that mean? When disease is killing people every day. When poverty is killing people every day. When corruption is rotten. It is even smelling on the streets of our world. No, 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 no. no. The gospel. The answer is in the gospel. Once the truth is preached. We can't say that we are preaching the truth and we are 80% Christians and all this nonsense is happening in our land. Those things have to change when we are still alive. Somebody tell your neighbor. And I must see those things change when I'm alive. Tell them. This guy, oh, hey, he, he took... Now, you read a newspaper and some things are funny to even imagine. Muthate billion goes missing. Like it's a coin. Like my coin is missing. Thirty billion goes missing. Missing. Then they arrest the guy and you hear Christian name. He even built a church back home. No. Tell your neighbor no. We are going to fix that. We are going to fix that. That is why I'm excited about the future. Here we have the next prime ministers, the next state of people, the next, the next what? Parliament, the next judiciary, the next lawyers, the next business people, then no, you can't be funny. How can you steal when all things are yours? How? When all things are yours? Tell your neighbor, we're going to start creating right now. Get to your feet, somebody. Tell somebody we're going to start creating right now. Tell your neighbor I'm going to start creating right now. Come on. Come on. 
Prepare, prepare, prepare. Whatever you're going to speak in this anointing, believe that it's going to be executed immediately. Dominion is on your life. You have a dominion spirit on you. You're in charge. You're in charge. You're in charge. Are you ready? Open your mouth and start speaking. Come on, create. These two, three minutes can change your next 10 and 20 years. Come on, say something on your life. Say something on your ministry. Say something on your vision. Say something for your children. Say something for your marriage. Say something. Say something. Say something for your career. Say something for this nation. Come on, speak. You're creating and it's happening. It's happening. Creation grants for the manifestation of the children of God. Speak into your future. Speak the Uganda you want to see. Speak the marriage you want to see. See the ministry you want to see. Speak it.
upon your life it shall come to pass the Bible says that the giftings and callings of God are without repentance that is why he said Jesus that he might reconcile man set him free from the spirit of death and destruction into life eternal and this is eternal life that they might know the one true God and his only son Jesus let me speak upon your life you will make it in the mighty name of Jesus you will not fail in the mighty name of Jesus things are coming things are working for you God is on your side for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world your story shall end well for it is of the Lord he that began a good work in you he shall see to accomplishment to the day of Christ he is the author and the finisher of your faith believe this word Believe this word. He subjected the worlds to come to you. That you will not suffer. That is why I speak to those that have been struggling with anything. In the mighty name of Jesus. Be released. Whatever has been struggling or has been a form of struggle in your life. I decree upon your life by reason of the anointing present right now. Poverty loses you. Sickness leaves you. Struggle leaves you. Strife leaves you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, you shall be a success. You will not fail. You will not fail. Whatever I speak, you say I receive it in the name of Jesus. Come and believe the word. Believe the word of God. 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 It's true and it works. You're a believer. When I was speaking, I saw black chains. There are people here, your hands literally have been tied spiritually, physically, nothing has been seen. But I, I'm, I, they were like black chains about this, you know, you know, they're big. I can see them even now as I'm speaking, thick. These are spiritual. And I saw God break chains. I see. I see. There are people, your finances were stuck. Everything you're doing doesn't work. Power That changes today. Your hands are free. Your hands are free. Your hands are free. You're going to get a job. You're going to get work. You'll not struggle like others. You'll not sell your house in the name of Jesus. God will provide all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ. While they weep, you shall so higher. God will not let any of that stuff touch you because you're his own. In the mighty name of Jesus. Clap your hands to Jesus if you believe it is done. Thank you, Jesus.
Tell your neighbor it's done. And there's nothing the devil can do about it. Nothing. It is sealed eternally. Dominion is mine. In the mighty name of Jesus. The future is mine. Oh, the future is mine. It's not a mystery. I'm feeling it. I am feeling it. The Bible says with knowledge, the house is filled with all riches. By knowledge, I'm feeling my future. It's not going to be a vacuum. It's not going to be empty. In the mighty name of Jesus, somebody said The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero, make manifest.